Elliot Goldstein is hosting a radio and podcast show out of New Mexico called NMDJ Presents Fly on the Wall. We are building a fresh, fabulous podcast library of musicians, writers, artists, and all good people of note, with many new and exciting guests to come. We are listener-funded. If you would like to assist our Venmo info is New Mexico DJ service. The PayPal info is New Mexico DJ service at gmail.com. We appreciate your help. We would like to thank Alan Gower for the intro music. Enjoyed the show. Fly on the Wall podcast and Elliot Goldstein is pleased to have spent some time with Arlen Roth. Known as the master of the Telecaster, music lovers consider Arlen to be the guitarist's guitarist, a brilliant musician. He is a highly regarded authority concerning all things guitar, from writing about guitar playing, to being the inspiration behind their creation, due to his fluent mastery, and rare ability to seamlessly cross over musical genres and playing styles. So, let's join Arlen and Elliot as they warm up for their conversation. I mean, you do have other things. I also, I spoke to Jerry uh, Jamat uh, on Saturday. Oh, yeah, we, do, we have that wonderful album coming out now. Yes, he sent me a link to it. Um, I'll talk to you about that. He did? Few, yeah, he <laughs> sent me a link. Oh, God. And, um, yeah, so listen. Hopefully it was more than just Memphis Soul Stew. Yeah, yeah, it's um, <laughs> man, it's brilliant. Anyway, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's a great album. I'm very, very excited about it, and uh, just waiting on two overdubs now from my daughter Lexi for the mm -hmm. high vocals. Okay, and then it'll really be done. Okay, and Jerry sends his love and regards. And uh, you guys lost a, a producer this week, right? A friend, yeah, Gene yeah. Heimlich. Yeah, yeah, who produced the. Um, uh, the the album we did a million years ago, uh, Robert Johnson project. Yes. Called Incarnation. Okay, that that's the one that the jury sent me. He didn't send me the new one. He sent me he the. Sent Robert. you Incarnation? Yeah, he sent me the Robert Johnson. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, he sent me. Oh a, yeah, that's me and Jerry in yeah. 1979. Yeah, he sent me. A then link. after that, that whole band on that album went and played at my wedding. Oh really? Yeah, Herbie Lavelle. Uh, Jerry, me, Tucker Smallwood. Wow. That's all I remember really about my wedding is I ended up playing the whole time. <laughs> cool. Wow. So but anyway. That was 79? 79 to 81. Yeah, okay. I got married in 81, but we were working on that album 79 and 80. Wow. Okay, cool. I got married in 76. Still married. That's the spirit. That's yeah. That's supposed the, to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um... So yeah, so anyway, Jerry sends his love. You know that he's he he uh, went off to uh, where did he go to today? Switzerland. Switzerland. Yeah. Wow. Why? Why is uh, he going there? He's doing a festival there this week. He thought it was a festival, but it's turning into a small um, he, a smaller venue. But he's going to be working there for the next week. He'll be back next Monday. Oh, that's good. He didn't tell me that. Yeah, yeah. He told me to let you know and uh, that he misses you and he wants to see you soon and all that fun stuff. So. Well, when we get the album ready to go we'll have a big uh i'll do of, a, uh, a big release concert in new york here we'll have the oh, wow. you know everybody that everybody that played on the album cool the, the uptown horns yeah arno chris parker i'm, I'm friendly chris parker. Yeah. Yeah, arno yeah me and arno 
Yeah. Uh, and Chris Seal, uh-huh. you know, Bob Funk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. what's much more call it? Uh, Chris Parker played drums on the album, which wow. was absolutely brilliant. Wow. And um, yeah, and uh, what's his name? Bruce Katz on on uh, organ and piano. Oh wow! It's just so you haven't heard any of it yet. No, 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 no. He sent me the uh, Robert Johnson piece. That's the one. Yeah. And um, Joe Lewis Walker did two tracks with me and. I got uh, a brilliant new singer that nobody even knows yet. Played, yeah. on, sang on four songs, and wow. I did. I sang one song, and then the rest of it is instrumental. Well, when, you know, like I did like Aretha and stuff like that instrumentally. Cool. Now, when we when you get closer to the release, we all have to get together. We'll do a big uh, Zoom thing, all of us, and we'll we'll talk about the album. <clears throat> nice. Uh, yeah, I'd love to do that with you guys. Um, yeah, Jerry's sure. been on with me. Uh, Mr. CEO's been on with me. Uh, Arnold's sure, yeah. been on a number of times. All those guys have been. Yeah. All, all those guys have been have have had the opportunity to be speaking to me. So, um, anyway, yeah. they're great guys. Arnold's amazing. He had that bad accident not too long ago too. Yeah, he's had several. Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, but it was uh, great to have him at the sessions. Yeah, he's incredible. And, but anyway, yeah. Um, let's get down to uh, you. Um, so so you you're did, recording this now? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I could edit out whatever you don't want here, but uh, so far we're good. Um, I yeah. think, um, let's see, let's get started from the beginning. I mean, there's so much to talk about. But I, we don't have to go back to day one because you're, you're, um, your history is all over the place. You can find out how, you know, how Arlen started <laughs> and all that stuff. I guess it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you decided that the Telecaster was your instrument. Yeah. yeah, when I finally got one, I mean, it was that was in '75. Okay, and when uh, I was touring with uh, John Prime. Okay, and uh, um, the Telecaster. Um, there's been a number of great players, but you, you're, um, you're known as the master of the Telecaster. Yes, yeah, somebody said that. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> and there's some brilliant Telecaster players, but they, you know, you've got oh, the, there's lots of great. Well, look, I just did an album called the Telemasters, so I've got. I've got many masters of the Telecaster on that album, yes, and yes, yes. we dedicated the album to many uh, Telemasters who had passed, like Danny and like uh, you know Roy Buchanan, people like that. Yeah, I, I saw Roy play a number of times. I used to manage my father's place. Remember in New York? Oh, I used to. Do you remember? Were you there when I played there in seventy nine, eighty? Oh uh, yeah, had the biggest turnout. Yeah, that was uh, they said the fastest sellout yeah. in the history of my father's place. Yep, nineteen eighties when I, uh, yeah, I was yeah. there. Those my album years. was all over. It was all over WLIR. Yep, LIR, uh, Dennis McNamara yeah. and those guys. And, yeah, yep, yep, was, sure. Yeah, there was some um, some concert there. My yeah. God, and that was broadcast on LIR. Sure was. Yep. Even on the sampler album that Rounder put out uh-huh. of sample sampler of artists. They have a live cut on there of me from the LIR okay. show. Yeah. And well, I remember Ben Manila. Ben Manila actually interviewed me uh, a couple of years ago because he works on that thing that um, Dan Aykroyd does for his blues his blues show. Sure. Okay. Right, right, right. So Ben Manila was kind of filling in for Dan Aykroyd, and then Dan Aykroyd puts his questions in later. Wow. But, uh, but that was uh, an amazing experience. I mean, you know. Yeah, I had just done that album and I was like blown away. They're like, "Turn back! There are no more tickets." Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like, wow. Yep, yep. But I've I played the new My Father's Place recently. 
over the last two three years uh-huh. and of course now that's really gone too yes you know? yeah, but, I, but sp- I played there about three times over the last three years well you know Epi's still booking acts he's booking them out of another uh, venue now so um, if you're I know he is yeah yeah um, I, sp- you I know, know but he's, he's asking me all kinds of stuff to do and I you know oh, okay. get this act to appear with me and this one and that one <laughs> last time he had that he, he, he had me do I had to add two other people to my show and then they forgot to publicize it. Oh wow! So I'm like, why am I? Why don't I have these two other people that cost me a fortune? Right. And now you, you're not. Even, you didn't even publicize that they were also on the bill. Wow. So they got a little bit confused there. But you know, I love Epi. Epi's great. Yeah, he's he's. You he, know, my father's place is a real tradition. You know. Yeah, yeah. That was um. Uh, that was like my first club experience as a kid, you know, hanging out in a club. And, you know, I saw guys like Buchanan there, and you know, obviously you were there. Um, I played there with everybody. I played yep. there with Happy and Artie. Yep. I think I played there with Prine. I played there with Eric Anderson. Mm-hmm. I played there with, um, oh, my God, so many different people. Right. I mean, I probably about six different acts that I played there with. Well, 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 and um, it would be great to see you in his new venues because it's really, really um, intimate. He's doing uh, you know, like a supper oh, club. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it'd be great to oh, see. Oh yeah, you. yeah, yeah. The um, last one, the last one was good, but there was one time the opening act who was an old friend of mine uh-huh. just wouldn't get off the stage. He just wouldn't get off. Really? And then, then I, you know, I got pushed way back in terms of my time, and then I didn't know that the place turned into Disco Inferno after me. You know, it was like all these. Yeah. Chicks showing up, you know, everybody's showing up. Oh, everything turned to like these blue lights. I'm like, what's going on here? It, was like, it turned into a dance club, well, and I'm still on stage. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Nobody told me that. Well, so it was that, a little, that sounds, a little hodgepodge there. That, that sounds like Gep. That sounds like Gepi. <laughs> <laughs> well, it certainly well, sounds like me. I'll tell you yeah, that. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems no. to be what I always go through. Yeah, that sounds but like Gep. Yeah, Epi's nice. I, I love Epi. Oh, he's 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 a he's a legend. He's um yeah, yeah, there's only one exactly. epi. Yeah. And I learned a lot <laughs> I learned a lot from him. Things to do and things what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> Artie Chown used to come up on stage and he'd go, I wanna thank Guppy for having us here Guppy. tonight. You call him Guppy. 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 Yeah. Guppy. <laughs> uh, you know, I've, he's um you know, everybody everybody knows him and it's um everybody has a uh, different story about him and they're all great stories well, wherever he is you can't miss him that's for sure yeah yeah he's a big, <laughs> yeah yeah he is he um the new york times did an article on on him once and they said that he yeah. looked like a gargoyle that's a good <laughs> <laughs> exactly he looks exactly like a gargoyle yeah they they, they pinned it down but that's up um <laughs> so um you're a guitar legend and you did you've worked with um Acts such as Simon and Garfunkel, you work with, you know, Bob Dylan, you were in Bob's movie. Um, yes. Yep, John Prine, Phoebe Snow, uh, Levon Helm, Roy Cooter, John Sebastian, Janice Ian, um, Eric Anderson, the list goes on. It's just incredible. And, um, you've and been 20 in, solo albums now. Yeah, yeah, 20 solo albums. And uh, you you um, got the Montreux Critics Award for the Best Instrumental back in the uh, late 70s. Yeah, the funny thing about that was Rounder never told me that I won that award. Really? And one time, I, yeah, they never told me. And one time I got a uh, a call from a guy in Germany who wanted me to do this show called Ona Filter. Uh-huh. In fact, I was doing it with Jack Bruce. Jack Bruce was playing bass with me. Wow. 
And uh, he said, uh, I said, well, why you, how did you get my number? How did you know about calling me for this? He goes, well, it was that big award you won at Montreux. I'm like, what award? Wow. You know? Then he's the one that told me about it. Well, 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 well. Rounder never told me. They, I guess they didn't want you to, to renegotiate a contract, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, or, or send me my royalties. Well, yeah, that's yeah. another thing, too. Yeah, that's a tough thing, too, to get royalties. Yeah, oh. never got them, never got them. Really? From Rounder, huh? 13 bucks. Oh, wow. That's about it, for two albums. Wow. And, so, um, yeah, that's the alternative label. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Rounder was supposed to be friendly to everybody. You're on Bandcamp, right? I don't know. Am I? I don't know. I'll have to find out. Because if not, I'll have to help you get on. Because that's the only answer these days. There's so many record companies. There's so many record companies out there that aren't um, paying their. um, Sure. Well, that's always been like that. Yeah, but it's worse now. But Bandcamp. Bandcamp is something that results in uh, royalties. Yes, it's not a, it's, your, it's your own thing, and I'll talk to you off air about it later. All right, all right, sure, okay. Okay, so um, so you're the master of the Telecaster, and uh, you're also a slide guitar. Slide guitar, right from the beginning, I literally went from classical guitar to slide guitar uh-huh. when I was a kid, and I wrote my slide guitar book when I was 19, and that book is still the number one slide guitar book in the world. Yeah, it is. And, um, For Oak Publications. Yeah, and uh, you have a number of books, um, uh, instructional. I have about eight or ten books, and uh-huh. I have, of course, hundreds of videos. And yep. A lot of stuff also that I did on Gibson.com, which I don't know if they have that online anymore. It might be on some archive okay. link or something. But, uh, yeah, I've been putting stuff out for so long, you know. Okay. And um, um, your slide guitar summits are uh, legendary. Oh, you mean the album? Yep. Slide Guitar Summit. Yep, yeah, Slide yeah, Guitar Summit, yeah. That's a, that, I love that album, sure. Johnny Winter, that was his last uh, recording. Johnny Winter. Well, the Sunny. minute I had Johnny Winter on that, everybody wanted to join in, you uh-huh. know? Yeah. So I guess Sonny Landreth. Yep, Sonny, yep. You know, Cindy Castall. Yep. Cindy, who she and I worked together a lot. Yep, Vivino. And, um, yeah, Jimmy Vivino was great on it. And uh, the amazing David Lindley. David Lindley. Yep. That was a great experience. Yeah. And Leroy Parnell. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just yep. phenomenal stuff. Rick, Greg Rick, Martin Rick. from the Headhunters. Sure. Headhunters. Kentucky Headhunters, you know. Yep. All all great buddies of mine. Uh, some of these people I met through, you know, when I had Hot Licks, mm-hmm. there were people I, I contacted and we did videos together. Right. You know? Yeah. So, um, and, and you also had that Tooling Around session. Yeah, Tooling Around was... Uh, from 89 to 92, 93. I recorded that. 93. Well, 93 is when it came out. Yeah. And But the sessions were from 89 to 92. Okay. And uh, that had Setzer and Danny Gatton and... Uh, Albert Lee. You know, Albert Lee, everybody. Yeah. Dwayne yeah. Eddy, uh-huh. who I was touring with Dwayne Eddy just yeah. before that. Okay. Uh, we toured with Huey Lewis, and then uh, Dwayne was on, that, was on this album, and... You know, it was just that was my first kind of like album that involved a lot of um, a lot of you know me and other people, a lot of uh, yeah, c- you know, collaborations. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's scary how many um, accolades you received, and you just yeah. like you you're just like right under that radar of guitar giants, 
it's like when when when, you, when people talk about guitar people like you know the Claptons and the Peter Greens and this one and that one um unless you're a musician and really know your music um you kind of you know it's like people have to learn about you and it's it's such a shame because you're also a an acoustic guitar genius no thank you um you've done i don't know if i'm a genius but well i, like I mean you, you, i've done a lot of acoustic albums and i've, I've done yeah. a lot of touring yeah. of acoustic work and the acoustic always had a lot but, to do with my development yeah but you voted one of the top 50 acoustic guitarists of all time by gibson well Thank you for those people who voted. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but you, I mean, I you know you have that I, great uh, uh, you have that great um, uh, Stone album, uh, the acoustic album. The yeah, Stones. Yeah, people love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's another thing that I have to talk to you about. You've done these yeah. incredible tribute albums. Yes. Yeah. Sure. And sure. Stones and the uh, yeah, Spoonful, and the, uh, Spoonful, Simon and Garfunkel. Well, Spoonful, I did that with John. Yes, Sebastian. with John. Yep. But I didn't expect John to do it. I said, John, I'm going to do a tribute album to you. And he said, I'd like to be a part of it. Wow. So next thing I know, I'm tributing him yeah. with me. You know, we're both on the album. Yeah. But that was a lot of fun. That was great. Well, yeah. I mean, you're a musician's musician. I guess so. And I then, mean, I, I love performing and I love recording. Right. And uh, to me, it's, it's not about fame as it is about just the need to make music. You know, I mean, like, from the very get-go, when I started playing, I didn't know I'd ever make a dime right. playing music, and I still don't know if I'll make a dime. No, but I—that's yeah, uh, no. so predictable. Well, well, but I—you uh, got that thirteen dollars from Rounder. I did, and boy, did I turn that into a lot. <laughs> Parlayed well, it, huh? When I saw my first, when I saw my first book deal, you know, for one hundred fifty bucks, wow. that slide book. Yeah. And they looked because I was so young. Yeah. And they looked at me. and They said, "Now, what are you going to do with the money?" Right. They're like little boy. What are you gonna? Oh, yeah. I'm gonna put it in my piggy bank, of course. Yeah, yeah buy some picks. You know, what are you gonna do with your money? I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Back well, then, I actually could have bought a Telecaster for that money. Well, yeah. But uh, yeah, they were only yeah. 180 bucks on 48th Street. Yeah. But Man um, Manny's. Anywhere, Manny's yeah. Terminal, whatever. Well, you know. well, it's pretty funny. 180. But uh, but yeah, it was always 180 dollars. Well. But uh, then I saw that Jeff Beck, that that black guard. I said, wait a minute. That looks really cool. Yeah. And then I, uh, that's what I went after when I was on the Prime Tour. I found my 53 telly for, uh, you know, 400 bucks. So wow. I still have it, still my main wow. Telecaster. But I've got a lot of, you know, other ones, sure. custom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have, a, you have, um, you have, you actually have guitars that have been made, uh, you know, to your specs that, you know, there's not, sure, you have, you, have, you, have, always. you, yeah, but you have, um, uh, you know, models named after you already. So yeah. Yeah, a couple of them. Yep, yeah. Yep. 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 So um, you uh, were a guitar player, magazine writer. Yes, I used to have a column, uh -huh. uh, which was great because from '82 to '92, I had a column, and uh, what was great about that was because I was, I had hot licks going mm -hmm. by '79 um, was the beginning for hot licks. It was like having a full page ad. Right. You know, yeah. I would advertise, but also they'd see me there. They go, well, this guy must know his stuff. And Tom Wheeler was very adamant about me being, um, you know, being exclusive to guitar player. Because okay. I was writing for Guitar World and I was even writing for Circus oh, Magazine wow. at the time doing a, uh, yeah, I remember, a column. I remember Circus Magazine. Wow. Sure. It was Circus Guitar. And he said, well, if you're going to do a guitar player, you have to be exclusive. And I said, of course. 
And, you know, that column, the 10 years of that column, they turned into a book. Right. Called Hot Guitar. Okay. Yeah. And you interviewed, like you spit, every guitarist um, imaginable. No, I didn't interview anybody. Well, I, you know, I mean, you, no. uh, you, uh, um, you know, critiqued them. Well, yeah, I had, you know, different... I would spend all about five seconds deciding what I was going to write about. Really? It just seemed like everybody would. Everybody seemed to love it. So, wow, But sometimes cool. I would, they would ask me, if I recall, they would ask me to sometimes slant my column towards maybe who, somebody who's going to be on the cover. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. Like do an article. Or, or, and sometimes I did full articles. Like I did one on Dwayne Allman. Uh-huh. And I remember doing one on... Um, well, they did one on me with, I was like the sound page that was in there. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like okay. the second one that uh-huh. they ever had. Oh, really? There were people that still try to look for that sound page because there was some some really cool tracks on there. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, okay, so that became, that did become a book. And um, Yes. Yeah. Hot so, guitar. Yeah, hot guitar. And, um and that, 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 that guitars uh, ten years worth of your writings from um, Guitar World, um, guitar player. I mean, guitar, guitar player. player, and yeah. um, um, Vintage Guitar Magazine is another publication. Yeah, involved. they've been very supportive. Very yeah. supportive. Yeah. Uh, do you know Tom Guerra? Sure. Okay. I know yeah. I'm here in uh, Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Tom is a great guy too, and uh, you know, he, I know is. he's the one that did that review of my of my Stones album. Okay, I didn't realize that. But, for, yeah, for okay. vintage guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's an incredible album. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So you were born in the Bronx. My wife is from the Bronx. Oh yeah, where in the Bronx? Um, um, from- um, um, I'll tell you in a second. She's not here for me to ask. I keep, <laughs> I keep. I'm from Brooklyn, so it's a whole different planet. Oh. Well, um, we were all Brooklyn Dodger fans. Yeah, that's for sure. That was after. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, we I, hated the Yankees. Yeah, I popped. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, that was too early for me. I wasn't around for the uh, Brooklyn. Dodgers. Um, well, me neither. I was maybe three when they moved, but yeah. my family were always Dodger yeah. fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, she's from um, 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 what's that? What's that big of uh, 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 not for Don? What's it? What you're, talk- you're looking for a name of a section? Yeah, in, in the Bronx. The- uh, um, well, I was near Pelham Parkway. Yeah, so was she. Okay. Right, right near Bronx Park. Okay, right. and my mother-in-law yeah. went to uh, that, that uh, school in the Bronx College out there. Um, yeah, my mom went to uh, Evander Childs. Oh, okay. She um, was there with Ann Bancroft and the uh, Red Buttons. Oh, really? And the people from back in that area, sure. Yeah. And yeah. you went you went to an art high school, right? I went to music and art uh-huh. in Harlem. Right. That was a great school to, yeah. to go to. Wow. That was like a college experience way before college and, the, and so many um, um, so, such great talent came from that school oh yeah I was there with Janice Ian uh-huh. Laura Nero was right before us and wow. you know you keep finding out like I toured with Richard T with Simon and Garfunkel sure. and I found out later that he was an alumni of uh, music and art wow. you know there's so many of them I heard Janice Ian just retired this weekend well she's uh, yeah she canceled the retirement tour but she'll be back. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, because I heard she. Had, <laughs> I know she wrote that she had throat uh, issues. She had a throat problem. Yeah, she had some kind of singing problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I recorded with her on that album where she did uh, learn the truth at seventeen. Oh wow! 
I was I recorded with her on that album. I don't think any of my work made it to the album, but I did. I was on several sessions. Oh, that's pretty cool. And you, you... I was recording with her then, and Dusty Springfield. All these things were going on at this studio up in um, Rockland County, really, New York, called uh, yeah Nine One Four Studios. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, a lot of good stuff coming out of there. Really, and um, you were involved in the first uh, Woodstock reunion concert. Yeah, I was the first Woodstock reunion. We had a, I lived up in White Lake, okay, uh, New York, in the summer, and my keyboard player was uh, with me from college in Philadelphia. He was my roommate. We just happened to get paired together, and we ended up becoming you know wonderful musical partners. And the drummer was named Roy Faber, and he also lived in White Lake on the other side of the lake. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, of course, we were both at the festival when we were 16. I was 16. Right. And then uh, the next year, 1970, we got a flatbed. I'm, my band was called Steel. And we got a flatbed, and we uh, laid it out there right at, uh, you know, right at the uh, Yazgur's farm there. Yeah. And we performed for three straight days. Wow. They tell me that there was as many as 40,000 people there at one time, but we played like seven hours a day, you wow. know? Wow, wow, wow. We were the only band. <laughs> and Maxi Asger got up there and spoke, and we would just do these all these free-form, you know, instrumentals, yeah. like when people were waking up and camping, and, you know, we'd play this wake-up music to them, and it was just really great. Wow, it's pretty cool. Now, you, yeah. you're one of the um, guys who actually went to Woodstock. Um, yes. Okay. Because I could walk back and forth from my house. Yeah, yeah. I wow. had 80 people, 80 people camped out on my lawn. Wow, how cool is that? It was, so what, what, it was unbelievable. What's, what's the number one thing you remember about Woodstock actually being there? I, I, I was too young. I, I, I wasn't there. But I understand if, you, if, if everybody who was there, everybody who told you that they were there, were actually there would have been like three million people there, right? So a lot of people. Exactly. Kind of, yeah, um, I, I definitely wasn't there. But what, what, what did you? What, what do you remember from? What was your takeaway from that? And I'll well, tell I you why. Very, I'm very friendly yeah. with. I'm very friendly with Artie Kornfeld. Oh wow! And um, send him my best. Yeah, yeah I, I will. I will. And so uh, sad about Mike Lang. Yes. Know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was friendly with Mike. He was a too. great guy. Yeah, he was but, a great guy. Yeah, but Artie is. Um, Artie's. Incredible, he's, he's you know that he still lives for Woodstock. You know, he'll tell you every minute. It's incredible, I know. It's amazing. You know, I mean, I loved it. I, uh, you know, I remember me and Johnny Winter were talking about it when we were doing the album together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was like, "It was such a mess. It was such a mess." Because I saw him there. I was right in front. Uh -huh. And of course, that was when Hendrix was supposed to be on. Right. And I ended up hearing Hendrix from my house. I could hear him drifting over the water oh, wow. of the lake. Wow. I heard the Star Spangled Banner. I was only like a mile from the site, you know. Wow. So the the sound would travel very easily. But um, I remember being behind the stage when Crosby, Stills, and Nash came on. And I remember saying to myself, man, these guys, the harmony is really off, you know. <laughs> this is not working out too well. Yeah. And then... Um, I can remember I actually had to walk there on the hoods or the roofs of cars. That's the only way I could get that last quarter mile wow. 
to the side was just actually walking on cars Whoa. and nobody cared you know i mean it's like yeah, yeah but it was but it was pretty amazing and i remember being there uh you know i remember seeing santana yeah. in that hot afternoon when all of a sudden the sun kind of broke through how how would uh, they were fierce right they were incredible they were what? They were just fierce. They were just like these. These came yeah, out. Yeah, they were. They were great. And Mike Shreve, of course, was phenomenal. Yeah. But I, um, that was the one that all, all of a sudden the sun came out. The mute. Their music started. And all of a sudden, the, all the girls started standing up and started dancing. Wow. You could start to see women moving. You know. Yeah. And it was just a very. I guess it was maybe the Saturday afternoon. Yes. I think it was Saturday. That was phenomenal. You know, I was right there in the middle of the whole crowd. Wow. And, uh, but I was, uh, you know, very, it was very fluid for me because I kept going back and forth to my house. You right, know, and I had a right. lot of people back there. And my, yeah. my wife-to-be was at that time in my room with her husband-to-be at that time. Because <laughs> wow. that was about 10 years before I married her. Uh-huh. Wow. So I'm like, uh-oh, I better... I'm going to have to stay in Smallwood, which was another town nearby, uh, yeah, yeah. with my girlfriend at that time, who was named Arlen. So it was Arlen and Arlen. Wow. She was A-R-L-Y-N-N, also from Music and Art High School. Uh-huh. Uh, Arlen Schneider, and I'm there, Arlen Roth. So I, had to, I couldn't even stay at my house. So I had to stay like two miles away further, and I, I had to walk it, and I didn't drive. Uh-huh. So... Um, pretty pretty wild but so, it was great that we could come and go you so know? your future wife was at your house a future wife was at my house oh that's and, a, you can write a, that's, a, her, that's movie stuff <laughs> oh you're kidding my book if i have my book there's like 40 movies that it's worth but someday i'll write it i just can't oh i just can't get my act together to do it <laughs> i'm maybe too busy trying to live it as opposed to writing about it well that's more it's more fun to live it right I guess maybe back in those days it was anyway. Even now but, it is. Uh, come on. Oh come on! There's nothing now. <laughs> it's over, Johnny. It's over. It's not over. But anyway, so uh, believe me, I feel like it is. No, nah, don't. But anyway, so the um, yeah, that was like pretty amazing. She was staying there, and uh, with her, what happened was her, um, my uncle, who lived right down the road there. Basically, a lot of the Roths and Heller, Heller was my mother's side of the family. Okay. They all lived, we all lived on that, that Lakeshore Drive there in White Lake. Okay. So my uncle's, uh, my aunt passed away very young. And then he remarried this woman named Julia, who was the mother of the son who was going to marry uh, this girl who... I didn't know at all. This mm-hmm. Debbie, Deborah, and that's they got married. Right. So, but then years later, when she divorced him, and they were divorced for about three years or something, and then I, uh, we ended up one day looking at each other in a whole different light, and yeah. then there she was, and then we ended up getting married in '81. Uh, cool. But she oh. moved in with me in '79. I had the loft right under the World Trade Center. Yeah. Uh, she moved in with me, and that's when we started Hot Licks together. Wow. Yeah, we started Hot Licks together. That's pretty cool. Wow. What is so? Yeah. Um, your your um, 
your father's side of the family were all cartoonists. All cartoonists, that's right. My dad, of course, was the most sort of well-known because he was a New Yorker yep. cartoonist. But he was, yeah, he was one of the all-time greats. Yeah, yeah. Al, and Al, a great Al, artist, a great... I'm looking here, there's paintings, there's a painting on every wall here, you know? Yeah, Al Ross. Al Ross. Yep. And he had to be Ross because there were four Roth brothers. Yep. All cartoons, they couldn't all be Roth, you know? Yep, yep, yep. And yeah, and your dad was... Uh... He was the New York magazine. And, yeah, um, New Yorker. New yeah, Yorker. I mean New Yorker, yeah. New Yorker. Yeah. And um, you did, you went, we spoke about the uh, school in New York. You went to um, the high school music of and music art. and arts. And, you, and I was there as an art student. Yeah. Not a music student because my, my um, advisor in junior high, the one time I needed her, mm -hmm. I wanted to know, because I was already playing classical guitar. Yeah. I said I wanted to get the music, get a music and art on guitar, right? Because I then wanted to learn the cello, because mm -hmm. I'd already played the violin. She said, "No, you can't get in on guitar, because it's not an orchestra instrument." Yeah. So when I got, so then I said, "Okay, I'll get in on art, because mm -hmm. that would be easy for me." Sure. I get to the school, and of course, there's like three guitar players who got there on guitar. So oh. she was totally wrong. Right. And I ended up being sort of the happening guitar player anyway at school but i was a art student you know yeah yeah but we would bring our guitars to school every day and you know yeah and play and jam we have all these wonderful jams after school we go to people's apartments and just have jam sessions and <clears throat> listen to records mm -hmm. you know and learn so much it was great okay and um you actually wound up playing for a bit with butterfield right with paul butterfield yeah, we did some stuff up in Woodstock together. We did a couple of recordings. We shut down a couple of bars together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it was more his his doing than mine. Yeah, yeah, but, he, uh, yeah. He was known for that. Okay. He was uh, <laughs> sad. Yeah. It was sad because he really would become kind of like he couldn't function, you know. Yeah. But he was such a wonderful guy, and I wanted so badly to be heard by him. When I came up there, I started playing in these clubs and I'm going oh my god there's Paul Butterfield sitting over there like yeah. he always has the best guitar players yeah Mike Bloomfield yep, you know yep, yep, yep. and I was playing up there also with Buzzy Featon and wow. Buzzy had been playing with him wow. Buzzy would let, let my band play on his break really you know right. there was a place called the Sled Hill Cafe and we would sit in as a band all three of us okay and that was a lot of fun you know yeah um, Looking Glass that was a relatively big band yeah. yeah looking well looking glass was just it was funny one time they called me when i was living in woodstock which i guess was 71 they had me come over to a studio with them and they just had me overdub a bunch of stuff and play with them and you know work on a couple of songs i never knew what came about from that mm-hmm <laughs> Uh, but we did have a great time. But one time I'm walking along 57th Street in Manhattan, carrying a guitar. I think I had just come from a session, maybe at Media Sound or somewhere on 57th Street. And a guy goes to me, hey, Arlen, come on upstairs. I'm here with uh, Looking Glass right now. Come on up. Wow. You know? And so I was, I'm like, what? So I went up, and next thing I know, I was recording with them just because I was walking down the street, walking right past that entrance you know oh. so that was pretty funny 
Well, so I walk in, I go, Brandy, you're a fine girl. Yeah, I said, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. No, I'm yeah. only kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> that's how yeah. I picked it. That's how I get. I convinced my first wife. I'm like, Brandy, in yeah. a harbor town. She loved how I would imitate Looking Glass. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> pretty, that, well, that's pretty funny. We, um, uh, you, we, I saw you, well, I, not just me, but everybody saw you in Ronaldo and Clara. And you were uh, with the Ramblin' Jack. Patty Smith. Ramblin' Jack. Yep. Um, um, Ramblin' Jack, the Jewish cowboy, right? He was Jewish from uh, Brooklyn. They used to call me that, too. You know, yeah. come on. Yeah, yeah. No, but Ramblin' Jack was great. What happened with Ramblin' Jack, I mean, you got to remember that, Ronaldo and Clara, that whole Rolling Thunder. Yeah. That first night, I played with everybody. Right. All you're seeing is what they decided to choose to show. Yeah. You know. Yep, yep, yep. But I played with everybody that I just stepped on stage permanently. Yeah, Mick Ronson. So, yeah, everybody. No, Mick Ronson wasn't there. Oh no, he came. I'm talking later. about the opening at, opening night, which was a surprise at Gertie's Folk City. Okay. Oh, 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 oh before you know, the that, tour that scene where you yeah. see me with where you see me with Patty Smith yep, and all yep. that, and, and Phil Oaks. That Phil Oaks, who you know, Phil is Phil's going. Bob, don't leave, Bob. And Bob's like, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Bob's walking out. Yeah. And then that guy in the audience tried to stab Phil Oaks with the knife that was lying right on top of the birthday cake. Oh, really? And Eric Anderson, who I was, who brought me there, tackled the guy from behind, and the guy went face down right in the birthday cake. Wow. And then Phil Oaks, I think, like committed suicide about a week later or something. Yeah, I understand that he wanted to go on tour, and Dylan said, you're not uh, cut out for this tour or something. You, you don't have the talent. <laughs> what? A, I mean, hey, from what I understand, I don't think Dylan was too nice to him ever. No, he wasn't. But... Uh, yeah, I heard but that Oaks, was... it was funny. We started playing, and then Oaks, Oaks is completely drunk, yeah. completely drunk on stage. And he turned around, he goes, no background. He called it, we're background, right? Yeah. No background, no background. Wow. And then I... he started playing, and then bought, right after that incident with the knife, yeah. Dylan started walking out with his entourage, you know? Yeah, well, and, um, it's you know, it's strange, because I just... Um... Introduced my grandkids to Phil Oaks music just about a week or two yes. ago. Yeah, yeah. They were telling me about a story. You know, my grandson is uh, 13, and he told me about a story about this uh, guy he knows who got beat up, and everybody was hanging around, and nobody did anything. And I said, you know how far back that goes? And I played him a small circle of friends. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, it was, um, yeah, Oaks was incredible. Oaks, Oaks, was, Oaks was great. Yeah. He was great. He was um, much more on the traditional sort of folky side yeah. at that time. Yep. Um, and I think he was very overshadowed by Dylan. But he wrote some great songs, and yep. Joan Baez recorded There But For Fortune, yep. you know. And Yeah, uh, I Ain't Marching he, he Anymore. I Ain't Marching Anymore yeah. is a great tune. And he, there's a lot. I was very excited to be on stage with him, yeah. you know. Yep. But the yep. Jack Elliott thing was when I was on tour with Prime, the year that same year, uh, we had this uh, wonderful weekend in D.C. where it was me, John Prine, Jack Elliott, and um, uh, Leon Redbone. Oh, wow. What an it! What a what a great time that was! That was wow. just amazing. That so that's how I got to know Jack Elliott was that yeah. that weekend. Wow! You know, and um, so. John Prine was another guy who was amazing. Oh, John. Yeah, John. Back in those days, he was still very much um, 
kind of a newbie when it came right. to you know touring and have, you never had a band before right you know so uh okay but oh. with john it was mostly like one non-stop orgy on that tour man really oh god forget it whoa you know i come knock on his door i just just checked into the hotel knock on his door and there's like four girls in bed you know nice that was that was john prine's uh main reason for touring okay. i think we all, need, we all needed a reason to get out of bed or get into bed. Yeah, that was John. Get into bed, yeah. Wow. But that was John. Wow. So, um, your Slide Guitar Summit, um, you, uh, Slide Guitar has always been like a um, sub-genre of guitar playing. You had to be like a, you know, you could have been a great guitarist, but Slide Guitarists were kind of like... Um, um, an area on their own you know you had you, you know you had a handful of great guys um who do you consider yeah. up there i mean obviously there's you know with dwayne dwayne allman sonny landreth is incredible uh there's a message yeah these guys. days yeah. yeah who do you um who do you go back to who do you who are your well elmore james yeah, you know elmore, yeah. elmore james sun house robert johnson okay um uh tampa red okay incredible yeah uh, I, Red. I remember yeah, yeah when i wrote that book i was uh you know doing a lot of research and listening to those albums and i said you know tampa red he's one of the few guys in fact i'm doing a new a tampa red song on my new album my new acoustic album I'm doing an acoustic album as well okay and what um, song are you doing uh you can't get that stuff no more okay you there can't were... get that stuff no more uh-huh it's great song, but he actually had a couple of cuts where I noticed that he'd be in E tuning, and he would play a chord, <clears throat> you know, like the four chord. Yeah. And he would still play the slide over that, like he would hold down a chord, but with his pinky, he'd play slide licks on top of that chord. So I got that technique from listening to him. Wow. Because I, I, I could listen to it and I can hear what's going on. You remember know? that song you did? You may be going north, but your brains are staying south. <laughs> I don't know that. One. Yeah, I forgot what it's called. Um, uh, Death something. Yeah, a great love oh. song. <laughs> you may be going north, <laughs> but your brains are staying south. He was phenomenal. Yeah. He was like really way beyond. And, you know, there's other guys I love too. Lonnie Johnson <laughs> is like my favorite probably of all time. Okay. But. But he wasn't slide. But, you know, there was, um, after the traditional slide players, of course, you have Ry Cooter, right. who he and I had 8 million things and problems and whatever, you know, working together. Uh-huh. But, um, but you know, great slide player. And David Lindley, of course, with sure. lap steel. I play lots of lap steel, too. Okay. And, uh, you know, just um, the thing about... Uh, Derek Trucks these days is what Derek Trucks actually does is he frets with the slide. Okay. So he presses the slide down as if it's a finger. Okay. okay? Yeah. So he's actually playing with the slide instead of a finger. And then when he releases the pressure, then he's playing actual slide. Okay. So it's, he has a very interesting blend of fretted and non fretted. But it's you see the slide, but he's actually fretting with it. That's why his intonation is 100% perfect. Okay. Because he's fretting, so he must have extremely low action. Yeah. Uh, and it does it that way. But he's got great phrasing, of course. 
Um, and uh, you know, there's just a lot of a lot of great players uh, over the years. You know, I got to do a video. I got to do some gigs with Mick Taylor. Mick did great. You know, mm. great guy. We had great yeah. times together. Mick, Mick Taylor. That was the Rolling Stones' golden years. That that was their diamond. Yeah. yeah. You know, Mick Taylor was the man who uh, carried them. You know, without you know. Yeah, in a lot of ways, it's true. Yeah, you know? the best stuff. But was he done. was such a nice guy. Such a nice guy. You yeah, know? he was, and he was Johnny he... Winter was great. Johnny yeah. Winter, what a what a player. Uh-huh. And when I saw him at Woodstock, I was in the front row, and pulling girls off of getting electrocuted on this shorted out wires in the mud. Wow. Because there was about two feet of mud. Right. And they're going, there's broken glass, broken glass. I said, no, you're getting shocks from the wires you're, you're feeling. Wow. And meanwhile, I'm doing all that while jo- I'm watching Johnny Winter. And Johnny Winter was just unbelievable. Yeah, he... Uh, blew me away. Yeah, he Completely played, blew me away. He played the club off and he was great. He was, uh, man... And he did it so uh, effortlessly. He made it look so easy. Absolutely. You know, and um, wow. Um, absolutely. So. Okay. How about? But I love uh, all those players. I know, know. you're not. You, I know you're a blues player, but that's not the only thing you're known for. But there are any? No, I'm not a. I'm no. not. I don't. I hate being called a blues player. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. You know you're everybody's not, got the blues. It's me. You yeah, know. I know. But, I know. Uh, but blues. Uh, that that whole thing is such a yeah. misnomer. They don't even know. I mean, when they call something the blues these days, it's I know. it's so destroyed. Yeah. But I mean, I came up as a blues player because I started by I just couldn't devour enough blues. Right. But it all came out as me. You yeah. know, I wasn't trying to imitate anybody. Right. You know, I hear look at a little bit of Chuck Berry. You get Mike Bloomfield. You get this. You get that. But no matter what, it came out as my expression. It became the Roth, yeah, it became the Roth sound. Yep. I didn't. I didn't want to sound like somebody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, you say Chuck Berry. Of course, I would play some Chuck Berry licks. Yeah. But I wasn't sitting there like some nerd, trying to learn every note that somebody no. played. Or BB King. You know, you get that BB King position, and then you're off and running. Right. You know. Yep. That's now, it. Oh, no, I no, no. BB Buddy Guy. Buddy Guy was a big hero of mine too. You know. Well, what I'm. What I'm place I'm going to now is, uh, you know, um, Jeff Beck is known as a fluid, melodic guitar player. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, your version of She Said, I think, kind of rips anything he did away. If anybody will listen to your version of She's the Beatles tune. Um, oh, wow. She Said, She Said, um, I don't think he holds a candle to that. You know he's 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 done a day in the life and all that stuff and you know brilliant stuff it's great, but people have to listen to your stuff and to really really well, first listen, of all first of all you did it decades before he did. Um, no, that's not so. When did you do she said? No, no that's uh, that's like twenty twelve. Okay. That's uh, my that's my uh, all tricked out album. Right, and when did he do a uh, day in the life? A decade later. I don't know. Well, he did a day in the life as. You got to remember, when I first met him, the very first day I ever met him, he told me I was one of his favorite, all-time favorite guitar players. Yeah, well, he should have. He went on and on about all these different tracks on my album, uh-huh. which I couldn't name any tracks from his albums. Right. But, you know, I never bought, I don't buy albums, really. Okay. But he was like, uh, it's like a change is going to come. When a man loves a woman, uh-huh. he's going on. Seymour Duncan introduced him. To me at the NAMM show right and I said holy mackerel this guy knows all my stuff right and 
And, you know, I think that uh, Day in the Life came after he heard me do When a Man Loves a Woman, which was a monster hit in England. Yes, that that closed um, BBC every night. BBC every night for years. And that's when Mick Taylor said to me, he says, so you're that phantom guitar player we hear every night. Yeah. Mick Taylor said it. I said, I didn't know I was on the radio every night on the BBC. Yep, you were the closing uh, tune. Yeah, you find these things out later on, you know. Yep, and um, but, uh, but Jeff's a Jeff's a really nice guy. No, you he know. is. I mean, they're he all is. nice guys. No, you know. no, yeah, I know he is. But um, you know, you're as you're as melodic and, and and play as pretty as he does, if not, you know. I guess. I guess. Yeah. At least I don't have my hand on a whammy bar. No, <laughs> no, no, and you, and you and you and you don't have to schlep Johnny Depp around with you now. <laughs> There's nothing worse than the Depp schlep. I know, I know. And um, have you heard that album? <laughs> no. Oh, it's 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 not the greatest. It's oh god. Why not? Why why do anything better than the Hollywood vampires? For God's sake. Yep. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. So your version of Scarborough Fair is in uh, Lost in Translation, another movie you've been involved in. You know, you know something about that that's actually not true. I no. found out later. Uh-huh. Somebody put a thing on YouTube that that my version uh-huh. was from that movie. Right. You know, like, and they put there is uh, Sophie Coppola, or whatever her name is, Francis Ford Coppola's daughter directed it and everything. Yeah. But it's not. It's not. It's 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 Scarborough Fair, but it's not my version. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah. for some reason, somebody put it on there saying that's the one that they used in the movie. So I, I said, wow, because I saw the movie and I listened to it. And I said, you know, I, I couldn't hear it clear enough to even know whether it was me or not. Okay. So then later on, they said, oh, that's your song. I said, okay, that's great, you know. Yeah. Okay. But, I, but I guess it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, Whatever. So, I did that Simon and Garfunkel album, you know. Yes, you did a whole tribute to Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Um, David Lindley, is he is he as uh, f- as much fun as he looks like? Oh yeah, oh yeah. he's the best. He yeah. is incredible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He is fun. He's witty. He's great to hang out with. He's great to play with. Okay, you know, and I look forward to doing more someday. Yeah, he. Um, you know, I, I spoke to Jerry Jamat Saturday, and mm-hmm. I said to him, "I'll be speaking to Arlen on Monday." Um, how do I go? I said to him, "How do I approach Arlen? Is he, is he, um, you know, is he a uh, deep thinker? Is he, you know, intense? You know, how am I going to come?" He says, "Are you kidding? He's he's a hell of a lot of fun. Just call him." <laughs> so um, that sounds like Jerry, all right? Yeah. So you and Jerry go back a good number of decades. Yes. Well, we had that that incarnation album, yeah, uh, which was exciting because it was him and that whole BB King section, right. You know, it was Herbie Lavelle on drums, who was a real trip right. to work with. And um, just, you know, that was it. I'm like, there it is. The thrill is gone right there, you know. Yep. And, um, but I was part of Jerry's group, Solar Energy, S-O-U-L. Right. Solar Energy. Yep. And we would play at McKell's okay. all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, up in Harlem. Up, yeah. It wasn't really Harlem, but up no. in, right. up, uptown, yeah, you know. Uptown. Yeah, I know. And, uh, that was a crazy club to yep. you know play at and stuff but he had this solar energy band and it was pretty pretty wild you know yeah it um, was fun it was fun yeah well 
And um, you've worked with um, everybody from, I don't know, the Bee Gees to... Uh, yeah, that was a tour in 74. Yeah, 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 but you worked with everybody from the Bee Gees to guys like Rick Wakeman, from, like the other... Yeah, Rick Wakeman, it was a session. It was I actually played pedal steel guitar uh-huh. on the Rick Wakeman uh, soundtrack. Oh, okay. And, yeah, uh, that was called The Burning. Okay, does any th- does anybody, any act stick out more than anybody else as being um, memorable? Remember, well, they're all memorable. Yeah. Um, you mean in terms of people that I played with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys. Yeah. Um, well, what I did love about working with Phoebe Snow was how much her voice and my guitar matched. We used to hit these riffs together where you didn't know who was doing what. Wow. Because she could make her, she really made her voice a total instrument. Uh-huh. You know? She would hit those high harmonic things, and I would do the same thing with the Telecaster. And so Phoebe, that was a real organic experience playing with her the yeah. band was awful right just as the john prine band was also awful okay but some of the best stuff i ever did really was as a solo as an acoustic player with tony bird who was a, an african singer and guitarist mm-hmm. uh where i would play like a lot of african type stuff uh, that I never even heard the African stuff, but he said it was perfect. You know, it was just the way they would do it. I right. said, okay, you got it, you know. Yeah. And then Eric Anderson, the folk singer, who I actually do a, a song of his on the new tribute album mm-hmm. to him. And Eric uh, even recorded songs of mine. But many years, he and I um, did these shows where it was just me and him. And I had just such an open space for, for expression. Right. Like, I would, and I had standing ovation for my solos you know yeah i put out so much energy and so much heartfelt stuff that um i, I can't even describe it okay I'm, i go back to the feeling right now i can feel it right now what it was like to be on stage with him yeah. and you know i just had all this stuff to get out but at the same time i'm learning on a one-to-one basis right. everything i did then was i was learning it at the same time well wow. that's how how connected I was to my soul, you know, yeah. and to my feelings and my ear. So, so oh. that kind of stuff really had a great deal. I mean, I loved, um, you know, doing the tour with Dwayne Eddy with Huey Lewis, because mm-hmm. Huey Lewis was just about the nicest person you'd ever want to meet. And that whole band, yes, just a great bunch of guys, you know. Yeah, I did a couple of shows with Huey. He came into a couple of my uh, venues when I was doing amphitheater work and things like that. Very nice man. Okay. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. But um, you know, I, I spoke to a lot of friends who um, guitarists and things like that, and everybody had something different to say about you. Um, what do you know about Arlen? <laughs> oh, um, Ralph Macchio's guitar parts and Crossroads that came up a right, hundred times. Right. Sure. Which, yeah, which um, that's amazing work as well. Yeah. Well, that was uh, what an experience. I worked seven months on that film. Yeah. We were. Uh, in mississippi for about eight weeks Mm -hmm. shooting on location which was a once in a lifetime kind of experience yeah i also recently did that on a lesser scale but i recently did that with actor um michael shannon who just did a uh, george jones and tammy Wynette thing with jessica chastain yeah 
So I had to keep going into the city to show him, you know, the George Jones guitar, which of course is mostly just, you know, country strumming. Right. But uh, we had to make it really believable and really right. Yeah. T-Bone Burnett called me for that. Really? Yeah. Wow. He said, he said, well, he said, you're number one call. I said, thank you. 36 years later, I'm number one call. Wow. Yeah. 36 years after after Crossroads. Yeah, wow. Um, so, uh, yeah, so who have you talked to has, has something else that, you know, um, Elwood's Bluesmobile, that's the show you were talking about earlier, the radio show. Yeah, that was the one with Dan yeah. Ackroyd. Yeah. yeah, people bring that up. Um, you know, Crossroads. Really? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah, Crossroads comes up a lot. Um, then John Sebastian, you actually performed at the Grand Old Opry with him. Uh, yeah, a year we did ago. that uh, almost exactly a year ago, September 10th. Yep. I can't believe it's been a year already, but that yep. was uh, that was a great experience. Um, and I wish there were more Sebastian gigs. We had a bunch before that, <laughs> you know, but uh, there hasn't been that much. You know, we've done a few in New York City and a few here and there. Okay. Uh, but really not that much work. Yeah. It's um I would have liked that to have been more work. Yeah, I, I understand sure. there's a two year waiting period now for guys to get on the road due to COVID. Everything is so backed up that you needed two years. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So you know Yeah, know. a lot of my stuff was cancelled. I had a European tour that was cancelled. Yep. Uh I had a southern tour that was cancelled. Yeah, so you're trying to get back to some of those now, gigs. You have a date yeah. coming up, don't you? Uh, the Iridium in New York City, mm-hmm. in Manhattan, yep. on 11-11, November 11th, uh, I'll be there with my band at the Iridium, the famous uh, Les Paul yep. Club. Yep. You know. And is that it? That's the only thing you have so far? I've got something coming up uh, September 30th in Boston. It's a thing called the Great Guitar Night. That's the one I read about uh, over the weekend. Yeah, they have me headlining that, so that'll be yep. nice, but it's not... It's not my band. I'm using a band that's going to okay. kind of rehearse with me the day before sort of thing. Yeah. So I'm not going to be doing a whole a whole long set. I'll probably be doing about seven or eight songs because there's a, a lot of guitar players on that bill. Okay. Um, so November 11-11, so that's the one we're all going to be looking forward to. The Iridium. Yeah, we're going to be there at the Iridium. That's going to be fabulous and I've done, of course, a lot of playing there before. Sure. You know, with the Les Paul Trio and yep. a lot of gigs with my, my band as well. But this should be fun. And, now, didn't you, uh, didn't you and your daughter do something, a Les Paul thing? Your daughter sang Yeah, the, on the Les Mary's... Paul Tribute album. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She sang uh, Via Con Dios. Yeah. And uh, they said that when Keith Richards walked in and he heard her doing that, he cried. Really? Which is that's <laughs> well, that's something. And but I is, was but I did Mr. Sandman on that album. Yes. Okay. And your daughter is a and phenomenal singer, I hear. She's great. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Lexi is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's always working on new stuff. She's got a couple of overdubs now to do on my um, on my new soul album. Right. Who else is on that album with you and Jerry? Uh, um, Joe Lewis Walker. Hmm. Shalom, Shalom Mukamori, who's a wonderful singer from Africa, who is my uh, girlfriend's son-in-law. Oh. And he's just got the most incredible voice. And he did um, uh, Mortal Man by the Persuasions, which I've wanted to record since the 70s. Okay. Um, and he did, um, Joe Lewis did Shake, 
a Sam Cooke. Yeah. A higher and high, Shalom did higher and higher. Okay. Um, you know, Jackie Wilson. Sure. And we have, of course, we have the Uptown Horns. Uh, we've got Chris Parker, one of the all-time great drummers, who, believe it or not, was on the first recording session I ever did back in 70. Really? Upstate New York. He was playing drums. That's how far back he goes, because he was part of the Woodstock scene Whoa. back then. And we... Um, so I said, well, we've come full cycle, you know. Yeah. So I was so happy to have him on the album. And Jerry Jamat played like, like unbelievable. Just what a phenomenal album. I can't wait so people can hear it. Yeah. I, is he incredible or what? He's just incredible. Yeah. He's, he's uh, man. He's, his, and his tone yeah. on this record is just like something like I've never heard before. It was like. You know, because I used to play with Jerry doing a lot of live things. Plus, he's on a couple of my old solo albums. Uh -huh. But for some reason, with this new bass he's got and the new, wherever we were recording this time, the way it all worked out, he just blew every everyone away. I mean, yeah, he sounds better than ever. Yep. And, um, you know, I chant with Jerry every now and then. Um, yeah. He's... he's um, you know he he's he's a dedicated chanter and um that, that oh you chant oh chant i yeah, think yeah, i thought yeah. you said you chat with him no no yeah. chant we chant and yeah, um yeah he uh i mean you, you know you know like everybody he's he's come through a lot of uh hardship and that got him through a lot of problems yeah and, yeah you know he um you know he 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 did a couple of interviews with me and he, you know he, he explained oh. what he went through um but yeah, you went through a lot of uh, grief too. But um, you know, you pulled yourself out of it as well, which is incredible. You know, you've. you've uh, had... I don't know if you ever really—you never really get pulled out of it. No, but you learn how to survive. You're just still alive. That's all. Yeah. All I am is still alive. That's all. I mean, it's—you have to understand what I've been through is nothing. Nothing can ever heal that. No, I ever. Know. I know. So I, I mean, like I don't know, but. Just, you know, a, a good friend of mine um, um, just lost his daughter, mm. and about a year ago. And um, he, I'm trying to. How old was she? Twenty-seven. Okay. Well, my daughter was fourteen. Yes. And yeah. I lost her and my wife. And yes, you had a together. double. You had a double loss. Yeah. So I, you know, um, and of course I had to go on to be there for my little one. Right. Who was only ten at that time. Right. Nine, actually, nine, going on ten. And uh, thanks to the fact that she is so resilient and so brilliant that that's what's been able to keep me going. Plus the fact that all her friends, when she was after the accident, just all the times I would spend with her and her other her friends, mm -hmm. you know, like we'd have these big dinners at my house where it'd be her and like six or seven other kids yeah. just having a good time and just being there, you know, they didn't call me Mr. Roth. They just called me Arlen. Oh, there's Arlen. Yeah. There goes Arlen. Yeah. You know, all, her, all the kids from school, because Jillian was so beloved. She was like the number one student in the entire state of New York. Yes. You know, and she, had she a, was so she, beloved. And she had a brilliant a future ahead of her. Oh, you're kidding? She was, she was offered a college, uh, you know, whatever you call it, when they get in, they just give them the scholarship to yeah, college scholarship. when she was 12 wow. when she was 12 for john hopkins university wow and then uh and of course she was a brilliant softball player 
all these awards are named for her. I mean, she would hit four home runs in a game. And she she was, would pitch two no hitters in one week. Well, wasn't you know, she, these I, were wasn't she these due, brilliant she kids? Was, she was due to do a TV series as well, right? Yeah, she. Yeah. What happened was they were killed on the way back from doing a stupid audition where she would have made maybe a hundred dollars if she got the gig. Well, she was already signed on to do twenty-seven episodes yeah, of a show. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. It was a yeah. show, a show uh, that was based on um, the Monkees, right. but it was a girl band. Right. And that was uh, her. We recorded. Uh, she recorded the theme uh, two days before the accident. Jeez. No, that was it. We were in the city recording. You know, and I remember we left that apartment, and I remember saying to myself. I have this terrible feeling that we're never going to see these people again. Wow. Never going to see these people again for some reason. You know, it was a whole group of, of girls, you know. Yeah. And uh, she was the leader. She was like the the oldest one. And she was the only one actually who was a real musician. Uh -huh. You know, you can see her performing with me on that Danny Gatton tribute mm -hmm. concert where she's 11, you know, at that concert. She's doing... Uh, you know, uh, Susie Q right in front of James Burton, you know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that was great. But she was, Jillian was just the greatest, period. You know, that's yeah. it. Well, you, uh, good. Uh, you know, you, you, uh, you found a way to get through it, which is the important thing. And, um, well, it was really because of my, okay, my, my daughter and I'm sure you my youngest daughter yeah well and the, that's and, incredible and, that the two of you were able to uh, you know well yeah uh, father and a daughter you know I mean yep. what way do you have more to hold the love of the family together that's us you know yeah. yep 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 so I mean she lost her mother yeah she lost her sister and her sister yeah and uh, but she uh, is just remarkable now and um, a brilliant brilliant girl you are know, you, you know but yep. Growing up in New York was a real melting pot, and when I went to music and art high school, you had it was a melting pot of talented kids from all over the city. Yeah, you know. Well, look, look, look at the You're band. Right. Look at the band you're working with now. You, Jamat, um, uh, you know, everybody's mixed. Sure. You know. Well, of course, and but that's to us that's normal. That's like right. natural. Yeah. You know, and yep. uh, you know. Look at look at but, look but, at the old Santana band, and you know between Neil right. and Michael and Carlos and, and and David Brown, you know they had one of everybody, and uh, you know. When and, you say Neil, you mean um, Neil Schoen. Yeah, Neil Schoen. I once met Neil Schoen at the Nam show, uh -huh. and it was right when they were considering me to play Mike Bloomfield in a movie about Bloomfield. Oh wow! Because they were also talking about Neil. Uh huh. And I said, so I talked to him about it. He goes, yeah, he goes, like, you look more like him than me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where'd you get that accent? What's yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But he, he seemed like a nice guy. Though, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They're all nice guys. Um, yeah. Um, but that was a whole melting pot. You had, you had everybody in that. You know, you had Puerto oh, Ricans and Mexi Puerto Ricans, Mexicans, oh, Ecuadorians. Yeah, you know. Of course. And, and that and, was the wonderful thing about when I... Yeah. When I went to college in Philadelphia, uh -huh. Philadelphia College of Art, it was like a letdown after music and art in high school yeah. in New York. Music and art high school is like a melting pot of the world. Yeah, yeah. Then all of a sudden you're in Philly and there's like all these 
white kids saying, well, maybe I should try drawing. I should try art. Right. You know, music and art, these were kids that were already committed to music and art, you know? Yeah, and, and, and incredible talent, right? Just oh, you kidding? It was just, oh, you, you, I you, mean, forget it. It was bo- unbelievable. You, you born, guys like you are born with it. You know, it's just something that's in well, your... Well, we, we, had, we had those wonderful families that, you know, that grew up, um, you know, I used to walk into my apartment and it was all, my dad collected African art and all the art everywhere. And people would walk in, they go, is this the Bronx? Am I still <laughs> in the Bronx? Yeah. Because you'd walk in on a, a totally world experience, yeah. you know? Yep, yep, yep. I mean, that was, it, that was the beauty of it. You yeah, know? And, you, and your dad was an artist. Your whole family was artists. My dad's a great artist. Yeah. He's a master. Yeah. And I have thousands of his works now. Yep. I wish I could put together a show and somehow bring up the value of it. Yeah. I, I have literally 20,000 of his cartoons. Wow. I mean, he had to present to New York, the New Yorker, every week. Yeah. At least 100 new cartoons every week. Really? Yeah, wow. I used to give him ideas for them. Sometimes, if my idea got got bought, he'd pay me like my twenty five dollar, you know, <laughs> my little residual for like giving him the idea and stuff. He was the best guy in the world. We'd go down to Forty Eighth Street. We he'd look at he'd say, "Oh, look at all these beautiful Les Pauls. Look at all these guitars." Well, you know, he wanted me to be a guitar player in the worst way. I was reading that. He could, yeah, yeah, he could just see it. Yeah. You know, because yep. he listened to flamenco all day yep. long in the house. And he noticed that I, of course, he was always going through a Picasso period, you know. Yeah. He wanted everything to be Spanish. So <laughs> he would see me start to pick things up from the flamenco records, even though I had a guitar with only two strings, you know. Yeah. He said, I could see you're going to be a guitar player. That's it. Wow. But he's brilliant. He was just, but he was all about love for his children and it, spending time. I, I come home from school. Let's go to the park and hit some home runs. You know, yeah. go to the park and I, I hit like a hundred home runs, and well. that was our relationship. <laughs> the kids on the block were so uh, jealous of me and my dad. Also, my brother was ten years older than me. You know, uh-huh. uh, our relationships. Half of the block became artists and musicians just because of us. Well, is there any collected works of your dad anywhere? Um. In the New Yorker, the book of the New Yorker cartoons, okay. I think there's like 600 cartoons there okay. of his. But uh, collected works, I mean, there's been a few shows here and there where there's been some catalogs, I think. Okay. But I'm trying to, you know, I wish that's something that I could put together because he, he was just brilliant, you know. Yeah. There you have it. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Fly on the Wall with Elliot Goldstein. Bree we are listener funded. If you would like to assist our Venmo info is New Mexico DJ service. The PayPal info is New Mexico DJ service at gmail.com. Please remember to share our info. Thanking you all. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Fly on the Wall. There are more great interviews to follow so please list us as one of your favorites and be sure to follow. We are listener funded. If you would like to assist our Venmo info is New Mexico DJ service. The PayPal info is New Mexico DJ service at gmail.com. Please remember to share our info. Thanking you all.